Welcome to the Mindful Mess Show podcast. My name is Maddie. And I'm Marina. And on this podcast, we will talk about how we can live our best lives all unfiltered. And just a quick disclaimer, everything we're going to be talking about on this podcast is from our own experiences, super raw and unfiltered. So in no way, shape or form do we mean to offend anyone. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so great here in Romania where we have a gorgeous weather, minus two degrees Celsius. I think it's the same here. So, yeah. So we're definitely approaching the winter season, right? I'm really excited. I love winter. It's like... Me too. Me too. I love summer more. I mean, I guess it's always, yeah. it's always the, um, the opportunity cost sort of like summer is great but then you also have this really exhausting feeling of like hotness everywhere and you're sweating all the time whereas in winter like you get the cold um crisp feel but then it's also really really cold so you can't you're, you don't have that much uh freedom right to navigate outside although right yes. now we don't really need to be outside do we because we can't yeah it, here's a lockdown so definitely not seriously yeah, yeah. Complete one? No, I mean, everything is closed except supermarkets and pharmacies. <gasps> you can still go out. Oh, no, there's actually a curfew from 8 p.m. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, chill, right? It's chill, yeah. But it's until 6th of December, so hopefully there'll be a Christmas market and stuff. I mean, I hope. Let's see. Oh, because that's... The old fun. wine. <laughs> I know, because someone told me they wanted to come to, to Vienna for the Christmas market, but it's canceled. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There. I don't know either. It's everything's uncertain at this point. To be honest, I don't know what's happening in Romania. I don't follow the news, as you know, so I haven't really been aware. And also, I just came back from Sweden, like you know, a bit over a week ago. And oh, did you have to quarantine when you? No, came which is weird, right? I didn't have to yeah. quarantine at all because apparently I was coming from like a green zone, so I did not have to quarantine. And I don't think I have the virus. To be honest, like I haven't, I haven't had any symptoms, so I'm That's feeling true. very fresh and nice, which is which is great um but yeah I'm not really aware about the quarantine situations they keep you know I think there's also like a lot of fake news and like people spreading rumors around they're like yeah they're gonna close this neighborhood and they're gonna close that neighborhood and that you know city got closed so I don't really know what to think anymore but I'm still keeping safe like I'm not really going outside very much yeah or at all like I, I mean <laughs> no I, I went I went to the gym actually like to the big gym not the gym in my in my um building yesterday and it was nice. Like people are socially distancing to a certain extent. Um, and it's, it's like, it's like nice. It was refreshing. I feel like when I'm at the gym, uh, like a public gym, yeah. I'm so much more effective. Really? I, oh my God. I do so much better because I have that like pressure, even if like no one's looking at me really, but like, I have the feeling that like everyone's looking at me, like trying oh, so you need to, to do rep, like the rep, you know? So I'm like <laughs> going for every single rep, like going hard. Whereas where I'm here, when I'm here, like I still work out, but it's like, if I get a bit tired, I might stop you know, <laughs> before ending like everything. Whereas when I'm in the big gym, I'm like pushing myself. So I'm going to go probably this afternoon as well and tomorrow because it's open like all week. Oh, nice. But it's, I think it's better to go really early in the morning because then a lot of people come, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, when I was in internship, I was going to the gym and I was going after work. So that was like 8 p.m. The worst and time. Packed. The worst time. Packed. And... <laughs> 
I, w- I wanted to go in the morning and I always told myself, I'm going at 6 a.m. I'm doing a yoga. I'm going to a yoga class, whatever. And when I had to wake up, I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, think, I think it's also like, depends on, 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 on every person. I personally work out better in the morning because if I leave it for the evening, I probably won't do it. I won't have the yes. energy. I won't, I, I won't like even get myself to the place. Mm-hmm. But if I go in the morning, then I can check something off. And then I'm done with it, you know? Yeah. But it depends. Like I have moments, you know, I, I also use like the gym to sort of unwind, relax. So I'll have moments when I just pop in next door because the gym is like next door. Um, and I just go on the treadmill to run a little bit or, or to do like a fast paced walk just to like get my energy yeah. better. And I, I also had like a moment two days ago and I literally went outside for a walk and it was so awkward because you know what street I live on. And it's just like, there's cars on like there's cars yeah. in the middle and like there's these two really really tiny sidewalks and like I don't know if this is like typical for other countries but Romania we love the little honkings so it's like walking every minute and like you get this truck driver like honking <laughs> you and you just get like a little minor heart attack every time so it was a very nice experience thank god I had a mask on and I was just like I put my hood over me and I was just like walking like this with like headphones in like trying to block out the noise but it was definitely an experience not gonna lie. are you passing by our school often every time every time and I'm saying hi to you know I actually had a moment you know um yesterday I think yeah yesterday because I was heading to the gym uh and I was passing by and I just looked at it and I'm like this school has caused so many issues. I was looking at them like, it looks so innocent. And they're like, we pride ourselves with like the best education. And she's like, sorry. But like, you know, we we did get a good education, not gonna lie. Like we did learn good English. But the trauma we left with was also like considerable, not gonna lie, (laughs) or at least personally. And I know a lot of people have. So it's it's interesting what can happen in one building, right? I remember the chemistry teacher always threatening to call my mom. Really? (laughs) Yes, it was like almost every day. She's like, I'm gonna call your mom, like discipline. (laughs) But we had some weird teachers. Like, I mean, like some of them were nice, but like others were, were really weird. And we were awful kids. Like we were the worst kids ever for the teachers, I think. That's true. We just didn't pay attention and we were so noisy and so messy. And do you remember when we, when, because okay, like a little backstory for everyone that's listening. Uh, Our school is basically like, was in a building and still is in a building. It's like a house, someone's house, right? So all the classrooms are like basically rooms. So you have like ensuite, you know, bathrooms in the classroom so like where we would go like guys and girls would go but like we would take turns but also we kind of liked you know to all go in the bathroom at once and lock ourselves in so when the teacher would come to the class she would knock on the door and we wouldn't open up so we would be like there for like 10-15 minutes to make like the time pass and the teacher would keep banging and then she would call like our our main teacher to like get us out of there so we were awful kids right and we would use yeah. all means necessary to like not be in class and gym do you remember oh my god we never went to gym class yeah, like every time it was just the same two excuses right I forgot my gym equipment or it's that time of the month but somehow that time of the month was every single week right and we always forgot our gym clothes so gym was basically two boys probably if I remember correctly like doing something with the teacher and then us like on our phones talking like making noise oh god it was I, fun it was fun <laughs> it was good. like 
thinking about it was fun times like it just didn't really seem like a normal um educational experience like no shade we're not even going to name the school but probably some people that are listening to this know they can relate was about yeah because it kind of went downhill from like our generation right I mean I think our generation was like the last sort of quasi-sane generation which we weren't at all but then after that everything went downhill so I'm sorry for them and the kids that are there and in general but yeah that that was that was a very big tangent from what we were talking about but yes Yes. like reflect on our memories as well because we've um we have we we should do like a whole video about memory but I think that if we do people are probably going to think we are like either super spoiled or it's true super crazy and like they would think how did this even happen because when I tell the stories that happened in that school to my friends they're like I don't believe you and I'm like you can't make this stuff up like you just cannot make it up right and I have like a dozen of stories from England as well and like people would tell me like you're like I'm like you can't make how how would I make this stuff up you know there's some things that happen you know we have this phrase in Romanian uh life beats movies right you know (laughs) yes you know, it was like, true for us at this point. And it school. was true. Like, you know, the movies you see, like the Mean Girls scene? Like, we had that. Like, do you remember these girls that that were, this is like real life. We were like, there's this, I think they were two years older than us. There was this sort of like class of kids and they were like the the bullies and like they were the cool people. So in the, in the cafeteria where we would eat, they had like the middle table. Yeah, and they would all sit there and there was this one particular girl and I'm not going to say her name but I think we all know who she is yes and she was always so mean and like sarcastic and mean and us younger kids we would walk into the cafeteria and we would queue and as we were queuing they would all look at us and like dissect us like look at our shoes look at our clothes like laugh at us like they would even show up like to us and like start bullying us like they were very very mean and that like went on forever like ever since we were in that school so it was always a bit like you know when I would talk to other kids they were like yeah I'm so I'm really good friends with people in like the the grade above or like two grades above like we're all like a nice crew and I was like we're scared of them like no one wants to like talk to us we're just there like being scared and bullied so you kind of had to survive in that school like you either have to be a bully and that's the truth you have to be a bully or you were bullied yeah you know so it was really like it was like a movie it was. It Do you was. remember when like we were like they were sitting from that table and they were sitting like they were standing up sorry at the same time and they were taking their chairs. It was like a movie. Yeah, no, like- I, I remember vividly this one moment like this was this was a school in a nutshell. We were all sitting like our grade like because we also me and you we had we had a couple of friends that we, we would always stick together and break. Yeah. So we were sitting outside in front of the school on the grass I think and suddenly like, we're talking like what about whatever and then suddenly the two main girls they come up to us and they're like hi girls you probably don't remember this moment but it impacted me a lot right I think I did. And, they're like, and, they're, and they're like so who knows what brand is my scarf from and then we all look at her and we're like um and then someone says like I don't know whatever brand and then they're like no you're wrong and then I'm like and then, and then she looks like one of them looks at me and she's like you should know because you're wearing it and I'm like 
uh, it was a Tommy Hilfiger scarf, right? Like it wasn't, and, and I, I, I had my phase of wearing like polos a lot, like Tommy Hilfiger polos, like and Ralph Lauren polos. Like it was that thing. I don't know why I had my phases. My fashion wasn't great back then, but um, and then they're like, ah, you guys don't know anything. And then they just left. <laughs> just sitting there. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but when they would like confront you like that, everyone was just like shaking, like trying to figure yeah. out. I don't think you remember this, but I remember it vividly because I was trying to like figure out the brand, like tell her, and I had no idea. And then it was so embarrassing for me because I was actually wearing it. This probably sounds like first world problems, but when you're like 12, this thing like really like impacts you. No, it, it's true. There were many... I would say many messed up things and yeah we need a whole episode on that because otherwise we're gonna be here another five hours I know but our school I think it was also like there were a lot of spoiled kids too I mean that's that's for sure right everyone had the newest phone they would upgrade it like every two months the newest phone like you know it was it was an experience for sure but um I think we learned a lot from it too absolutely And and I have some great moments you know for example in music class we had we had some really nice music teachers. Do you remember Marina when we wrote this song? Oh my God, no! And then we performed we it. Performed it. Wow, uh, that was so basic. Like, I'm just I don't know if you remember the lyrics. I'm not. No. I'm not comfortable uh, sharing them right now. <laughs> but it was basically a song made by us in fourth grade. It was the most inappropriate song that anyone. <laughs> I don't know how we even thought about it. You know, it was something like I, I remember this one phrase. It was something like, "I met you last night under the moonlight. I'll make you all mine just one night." Like, how did we in fourth grade come up with those lyrics? Don't ask me. And we actually performed that in front of the school, yes. and we talked to the music teacher to actually like create like a music, like you know, the play the piano. And she played the piano and we sang that in front of the whole school, like with all the parents and all the teachers. It was part of like a drama performance. So we were very strange people. Yeah. yeah but you know, these experiences shaped us at the end, I think. What, what, what do you think is the main thing that you've learned from your experience there? Wow. <laughs> I learned many things. Yeah. But I think one that sticked with me is just be nice to people because even teachers I mean yeah teachers were nice and everything but there were very many moments when I wouldn't feel let's say safe not safe like in no but safe like in a way that you know you're going to class and you're just you're you want to learn and then I don't know something happens and then there's huge drama and you don't know when it's gonna happen I don't know but even in high school it was kind of like this and that's why in a way I say like safe more this idea that okay I just want to sit in my chair and just learn but then something would happen and then this whole drama would happen and then everyone would just go out of their way and then another drama would happen so I don't know I think it was like always like being on your feet and don't know when something will happen so for me I think also yeah just be nice to people and just not make a big deal out of everything no that's true and for me I had the same like the same learning lesson for me I also learned that karma is a bitch and (laughs) fight you like crazy like if you do bad stuff like you're gonna get it back and that's a fact because I've experienced it on myself uh but I also learned that you have to be kind to people exactly as you said because you know in a world where everyone is a bully because right now you know what we went through bullying in in, in school and in high school but the world is really a place of bullying right now everyone is criticizing everyone everyone is bullying everyone like in this kind of world 
we have to stand our ground and we have to be nice to other people. And I, someone actually told me like, Oh, you're so nice recently. Like you're, you're so nice. Like you're always, you always have this like nice energy and you're, you know, so nice. And I was like, you know what? But like, especially towards women, like, why wouldn't I be nice? I think there's so many, you know, there's so much drama between women right now. Like everyone is trying to be better than the other. And the thing is we, there's space for everyone. And like being kind is such a given. Like, I think we should, teach our children to be kind as well I think this, this should be one of the main things we teach in schools uh you know parents who teach children that and by the way how do you teach your child to be kind by being kind yourself because the, the kindness you know I mean the kid looks at you and 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 copies you so if you're not kind then how how do you expect him to be kind you can just say you know be on time be kind be nice to people like um you know be productive do what you have to do and then you as a parent are not showing that example you know, yes. I feel like it's super important. And also I realized this, you know, a lot with kids. I know this is such a random thing to say, but um, I work with some clients that have kids. Well, most of them have kids. Um, and sometimes we're on a call and the kid comes into the room and they're like trying to like, they're like, mom, look, I made this drawing. And they're like, go away, go away, go, you know? And I think this is a natural like instinct of a mom because the kids are, the kids yeah. are always on their, you know, brain all the time and they just want that privacy. But I, I was telling them, like, just look at the drawing and say, wow, this is so beautiful. And then the the probability of them leaving is much bigger because they got that acknowledgement. And yeah. the thing is, every time you say go away, that kid feels like he is rejected. And he takes that rejection with him into adulthood. Whereas if you acknowledge him for one second, how much does it take? One second. And I understand, like, if I'm on your call, like, I really appreciate a mom that is going to be like, oh, honey, that's so beautiful. Like, look, and showing it to me, you know, rather than being a mom that is like, go away, you know, because it ultimately impacts the kid. And I think if there's someone who listens to this and has kids, maybe you could take that into consideration because I think that would make you and your kid a lot happier. And if you don't have kids yet, just remember it for the future. Like I know it's easier said than done when I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be super stressed out. <laughs> the probability of me doing this all the time is slim, but also I want to learn from like, not the mistakes, but the mishaps of others, because then it just makes your life easier in the future when that kid is a teen, like a teenager, right? Yeah because they're going to be much more difficult if, you, if they don't get the attention they need right now, then they're going to try to get the attention through other things. And we know, we know what those are. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, yeah, kindness is so important. And always now that we're, we're mentioning this, I think now that we're approaching the end of the year and it's Christmas and so many kids don't have a home and so many families don't have like, you know, food on their table. I think it's also important giving back and teaching your child to give back. I've been taught by my grandma to always give back. And I would like make little like, um, I don't know, like presents with clothes that I wouldn't wear and give it to other people. And now this is something that I do. And it makes me so happy. Like you feel so fulfilled. It's like a different kind of emotion than, you know, I don't know, let's say getting money. That's cool as yeah. well. But when you give something, it's this emotional fulfillment that I think cannot be beaten. I agree. This is what I've been doing like every Christmas season for, for many, many years. And last year, especially, I, I did like a big um, sort of, I basically like prepared like packages and gave them to people that needed it. I was I found it on a Facebook group <laughs> for Barcelona but um I think it's important we usually go in Romania we go to this home for kids and we yes. spend some time with them but I don't think this year is going to be possible obviously um but it's important to you know even just 
send, you know, even give some money. That's that's good. But also try to send something maybe handmade or like a little gift bag or something like that. And just, um, you know, give give away your clothes that are you're not wearing anymore. This is what I also do um, for Christmas and Easter. Like I look through my clothes and then I give the, the ones that I don't wear because why would we throw them when someone could actually enjoy them and, and, and have a great, you know, life experience in them too. So, and it's, it's, you think it's small things, but they make such a big impact in that person's life. And I would also like suggest you leave like a nice note, like a nice encouraging note with every package. Like I do that. And I think I'm always thinking like, you know, when that person is going to read it, like maybe it's going to make their day, maybe it's going to impact their life in some sort of way, you know? So I think it's super important. Yeah, it is. And now that it's, you know, almost Christmas, I think that's that's important to to give back. What I do as well, it's actually a thing that many people might know. It's called Share a Meal. Okay. And it's like this application, like a phone app, and you can give money to people, like meals, like money that it's transforming meals to people in Uganda and all of these kind of wow. countries that are under development and they really need like help. And you can give like a meal for a week or like a month and honestly it is, I think, a decent price and these people are having a meal for like a week or even a month. And I think that's really nice. If you cannot, let's say, give clothes or um, you don't have where to, I think that's also like a a way to to give back. That was lovely. And you know, the thing is, why we do this, I think, I mean, we should do this all year round, but I think during Christmas, it's such an important thing for people to feel needed, to feel loved, to get some attention because you know, Christmas, we associated with love, with warmth, with family. And a lot of people don't have that. And it's super, super sad. So the least we can do is just give them a piece of that just a little bit, you know, something to show them that that they matter. And, you know, I think if we do that, that's also going to, to make us feel a little bit better, and not feel so entitled because I feel like a lot of us, you know, take take things for granted. Of course, everyone is in a different situation, but when you give back, you 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 put your peace there, you know, and showing even the universe that you're grateful for what you have and that you're not afraid to give back. And then that comes back to you ultimately. It's all a cycle, isn't it? Yeah. It is karma, let's say. And like you said, you know, I also believe in karma and I had my fair share with karma. So now I'm always like, I really want to be. And also it's who I am in a way. It's not that I'm doing something just to go an extra mile to be kind, but it's always good to be kind. But tell me, Marina, what is your like favorite Christmas tradition? Mm, I think it's mainly to, to be honest, just, you know, doing the tree and just like you know making it nice and i think every year we have different well not we have like three colors and then we just switch them we don't have different decorations but i think that's really nice in a way and we also have an artificial tree because when i was little i always wanted a white tree for christmas and so that's what we have now and i think my parents are very grateful that they don't need to go and buy a tree so you know that it's not right for the planet is it i mean yes yes but i didn't think about that when i was like what 17 or whatever so yeah. you said but yeah and i think it's just that and having like this romanian traditional food that to be honest i miss so much i mean it's quite fatty to be honest i mean now that yeah. we're talking about it but it's so nice but it's nice Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's just this 
whole, I think, spirit and atmosphere. And if it, uh, like when it snows, it's even better in my opinion. It's so nice. But I remember when I was a kid and I was with my grandparents and, you know, like we would go, uh, how do you say that? Trick or, no, not trick or treat. No, yeah, that's what I wanted yeah, to say. I knew it was wrong. Caroling, you go caroling. Yes, caroling. It was so nice and it was like snowing and it was like this kind of, I don't know, this fuzzy warm feeling to be honest that's still in my heart and it's so weird because it was like so many years ago yeah but yeah it's just I think the whole overall atmosphere yeah yeah how about you I agree I agree I think for me it's like I'm I'm a big Christmas fan like for me Christmas is so important last year I went really I went all out I got every single family member a matching sweater like a Christmas sweater I actually have it in here I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave it, like I have it in this closet. Um, and I bought like a Polaroid camera, oh. which you can see it on the camera, it's here, like this is the Polaroid. Oh. Um, and we took pictures, like we took a lot of like nice Polaroid oh. pictures to remember the memories. And we had like, I'm very obsessed with like having these experiences. Like I bought board games and we played board games. Like we got this really fancy Monopoly, uh, which we actually didn't play. Because it was only like a four people game and we were like 15 or something. Okay. No. Oh, we, we do big Christmases. I think that's what I like the most because obviously as a family, we've always been, you know, traveling a lot and not being home together at the same time. So it, it's nice to sort of gather each other, you know, from all places of the world for at least a few days. And we have my cousins coming in. I don't know about this year. This is a sad part. I don't know my, if my cousins are coming in, but we usually have my cousins and my parents, my grandparents and my sister. It was usually me coming back from Barcelona or from England. And now it's my sister coming back from England. So um, now it's me at home. So it's a bit of a different experience, but we just gather home and we we, we actually make the, the tree on the 23rd of, of December, which is crazy, but we want to make it like with the whole family. So we just mm-hmm. wait for it. And then I just love, you know, Christmas evening, like after like on the 25th evening, we always like make hot chocolate and watch Love Actually. Like that's our- Love Actually is a tradition. Yeah. So we do that all the time and we play charades. Like we, we love to play charades and usually on the 26th, we have like all of our close family friends coming in as well. Uh, this year it's not going to happen, but everyone comes in. So we're like, I don't know, 25 people uh, or maybe 30. And we're all at my grandparents' house. And then what I love the most, apart from the food, um, is <laughs> when we gather like a, towards the end of the day, we gather and everyone talks about like their accomplishments that year and what their goals are for the next year. So it gets really emotional. Like people cry like crazy because it's like big things, you know, for example, like there's years when someone got like pregnant or got a baby or they, you know, or someone died in their family. Like there's, there's a lot of things like happening and it gets super emotional, but then it's super nice when you put, like you talk about your goals and then like the, the, the kids that are smaller, they're like, yeah, so this year I want to have like this. And I'm like, oh, sweethearts, but it's a nice tradition, you know, to, to keep. I think it's important to have traditions. And I was actually talking to someone in Sweden about, you know, religion in a sense, like brings traditions. Like I'm not a religious person and I don't necessarily like the institutions uh, when it comes to religion, but the traditions that comes or that stem from that religion are great. And I think we should keep some of them, you know, and Christmas is one of those where you can just get back to, to tradition. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's really like, it's so nice. And it's this kind of idea that, you know, at the end of the day, 
what we all want is to be loved and be like in a loving environment so i think that's what that's what with like is with christmas and you know so many there are so many people who maybe don't have like a huge family or they don't have anyone to go to christmas like to go to christmas anyways yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think it's just also important to be aware that all that you know warm and fuzzy feeling is inside of us so you know that was so sweet but it's true you know it's true and there are people who yeah the people who don't have a family but also people who would like you know they might go into a family that is not necessarily okay or they would feel a bit left out so that's also something to remember and also remember that i think there's a lot of pressure on family members in general um because we expect them somehow to be perfect like and we expect them to just always say the right things and be perfect and make us feel perfect and i think you you sort of romanticize this idea that you're going to go home and everything's just going to be like like a cloud you know you're sitting there and everyone's just nice like catering to your needs and the reality is everyone is different everyone everyone has different personalities everyone is going through stuff even if they're your parents or your, your grandparents or family friends or cousins like everyone has their own part of me shit in their life so don't expect that they're always going to be nice and kind because you're not always nice and kind but actually, if you try to be nice and kind, they might reciprocate. So if you get like judgmental grandparents or family friends or things like that, just remember that they're talking from their own limited limited mindset to a certain yeah. extent, especially if they're your grandparents, like they have their own beliefs and their old mindset. And like, don't think things personally. I'm saying this to myself. I've learned it throughout the years and I've taken things very personally from family members. But just remember that they love you ultimately at their core they love you and everything they say is because they want to see you happy and they want to see you you know happy that's it they want to see you loved and happy so yeah. everything they say it comes from that uh space unless they're psychopaths but um <laughs> which which is a, I, I, I guess there's cases like that as well but unless they actually like have unless they're actually psychopaths or they have like some sort of mental disability they probably don't want to hurt you or like they don't want to they don't want to do anything to you other than make you happy and that's why they maybe say things that are not very pleasant to you. yeah and also like remember like you said you know it's it's coming from their perception of the world and what they've been through or what they're going through so it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you ultimately so i think that's also important to to keep in mind but you know like changing a bit of tone somebody's gonna start something very interesting <laughs> this week oh please tell us more yeah so everyone uh i think you didn't hear enough about tony robbins on this podcast yet so let me just uh bring it up right now because i talked about date with destiny uh in other episodes but actually this year i decided why not? It's been two years since I've been to my last date with Destiny. Why not actually go to the date with Destiny virtual? Because obviously Corona doesn't allow us to have a, like a real uh, thing. And it's also cheaper, not gonna lie. Um, I mean, you know, factoring in the prices of planes and hotels and food, like it's an expensive experience to have. So having it from the comfort of your own home, of course, it's not the same. But Tony has managed to just create this really nice space like with Zoom and just being as close to the experience as possible so it's going to actually be with that with the time change like it's going to be a whole night so it's going to be about like 10 12 hours um of work on myself from the 4th to the 9th of december um it's going to be interesting you know at, at date with destiny you know, and then upw like all of tony's events you you realize that like 
you really create energy from within and your body can really take so much. Um, but I'm going in there with like very clear intentions about what I want to transform because uh, when I went to my first day with Destiny, I was maybe, was I 20 or 21? I don't remember. I think I was 21 and now I'm 23, but I feel like so much has changed from my first day with Destiny. And when I went there for the first time, I was really so unsure about my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know at all who I was. I was super, 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 super insecure. I wasn't, you know, comfortable with being, you know, myself and the womanhood in me, let's say. So a lot of things have changed from Date with Destiny. Um, and there I just went sort of like lost. And now I'm going in with like a clear intention about what I want to change, what I want to transform, the areas I want that I want to work on. And knowing the structure of the event, like I know exactly when I'm going to work each um aspect but i'm very 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 excited to see tony uh i miss his like energy although i obviously won't see him in person but it's just nice to see him there and all the value that he's gonna bring and i'm excited to like film the podcast and let you know what my breakthroughs were and what my experience was and if you guys want to participate in any of the events, like there's going to be a lot of Unleash the Power Within events um, in the coming months. Date with Destiny is once a year. Um, so, I mean, twice a year, once for Australia and New Zealand and then the other one for the rest of the world. Um, but you should, I, I think that you should try it out. And I think Marina as well, you would love UPW because they do it online. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not that expensive. Like Date with Destiny is more expensive, but like UPW is more accessible now. And you can even do it with like a friend or something so you can both like benefit from it. But I think it's a very nice boost. And I'm excited because if I do this from the 4th of to the 9th of December, then I can go like so hard on my goals. Like I really, I'm going to write my goals like more than I do them now. Like now I have some, some goals, but I want to really do the work after I've been to date with Destiny. So I know exactly what clear vision I need. Um, and then for the next six months, I'm going to be pumped up. Like that's what happens for six months after date with us you're super pumped up. Then things start to go down if you don't keep up the work, you know, but again, you can't just like, you can have like this breakthrough and transformation, but if you don't keep up the work on yourself, you can as easily fall back down into your old patterns. Yeah, I agree. But you know, how is the structure of this event for people who don't know? Like, I don't really know exactly, like, for example, what will you be doing? I think that's interesting to, to hear. Yeah, so you have, you have, I don't remember exactly the names of each days, but then you have like a, a preparation day, then you have like a, a day where you talk about values, then you have one whole day um, dedicated to relationships, like relationship day. Then you have one transformation day. Like, I forgot exactly the structure of them, but each of them is structured uh, along a topic, I would say. And then there's also one day in which you talk about suicide and he does like suicide intervention interventions, which is really tough. Like if you watched uh, his documentary on Netflix or you can watch it, you will see how, he, how it works. But he says that always in a room of like 5,000 people, there's at least, you know, 10 people that want to commit suicide so he asks who there wants to commit suicide and then he works with one or two of them um to try to release those thoughts and and get better um and then there's also one um activity where you write um sort of the things that you feel most guilty that you've done in your life and then you do sort of this like cleansing technique to let that go out of your life there's a lot of different there's a lot of different exercises, and i'm going to share what i'm done um 
but it's yeah he structures it on on days and I love relationship day I think relationship day is so interesting and I've learned so much about how men and women work like and it's so interesting like you would think otherwise but then when you when you learn about feminine and masculine energies and when you learn about what men want and what women want like it's so much easier to navigate relationships not only like personal relationships but also relationships um in general yeah that's really interesting it's something that I always fought to do I mean not always but like in the past year after I saw his documentary actually but I never really like went out there to actually do it but now I think like seeing you and really knowing that it works I think I will I will I know so many people who've been like celebrities uh, a lot of like business people have been to to his event not not everyone shares but then you know like it's so once you've been to to one or two of, of his events you already know from people's like terminology like how they talk what they talk about the courses that they create like you can see the tony uh influence so easily like because he has certain terminology and certain things that he talks about and he teaches so it's obvious to see who went to tony robbins but um but i think it's a nice investment in yourself like if you want to make yourself a gift um this year or next year I would, I would think investing in your personal development is, is so important because if you, you don't have to, to give yourself a material gift, because trust me, once you've worked on yourself, like material things are going to show up in your life much faster, although you have to work for them, but, um, things are going to get a lot better in many, in many ways. So I would say invest in yourself first and in your growth and in your mindset, and then you're going to see the big changes in your life. I agree. Now I started reading a book. Uh, it's called The Courage to be Disliked. Oh my God, I need that book. I Listen, this is like science from the universe. I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were like, um, a woman talking, she was like, yeah, you need to like learn how to be disliked and like you need to embrace the fact that you are going to be disliked by people. I'm like, okay, I need that. Like, I need I need that. So I'm going to order that book, The Courage to be Disliked. Let me just Yeah. Um, and I just, I mean, I just started reading it. I think yesterday I, I've been like three pages in, but it's something that I know I need to work on. It's just accepting that people are not going to like me, that at some point I'm going to receive hate in whatever sort or form. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's something still that I'm not a hundred percent okay with. And that's why I cannot, I mean, I know, and I felt, I feel that I cannot be a hundred percent or give a hundred percent in what I want to do because I'm not yet there accepting that some people are not gonna like me and I think and it's something that I've actually noticed that so many people who are actually very successful and who achieved a lot of success they did it in the moment that they let it all go they posted they did they said whatever they wanted to do and they didn't care that there are going to be people who are not going to like them yeah I agree. And I want to read this book because um, this woman I was listening to, she said that this is like the, the problem people have in their early 20s and mid 20s um, because we don't have the, the confidence yet and the security yet. But I think, oh, my God, I really want to I, I agree with you. Like there's some things that I want to do and that's stopping me. That's stopping me. Like I'm 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 nervous. I'm scared to do some things because I'm feeling I feel like I'm going to be judged or not liked by people. But I think this is a work in progress and we should I'm going to read this book because I want to actively work on it. And this is actually one of the things I want to work uh, on at Tony as well. Like the courage to be disliked is a great title. Wow. Yeah. And it's how to live a happy life. And it's, it's really, really interesting. I mean, I, I read three pages in, but just like the concept 
that I think it's so important. And for me, what's scary is that I'm seeing so many, to be honest, celebrities and so many famous people getting canceled nowadays for like this, just it's, it's ridiculous. And that's what I know why it's scary for me is that, oh, I want to try something, but what if I'm going to get canceled, you know? And that's not okay because that's stopping us from doing whatever we want to do. Like there's the risk that you're going to be canceled, but there's the risk that you're going to succeed. So I think ultimately like to find out if you're going to succeed, then you have to take the risk of being canceled. But that's, I think that's a risk that you take in every single area of of your life. Like of course, listen, I think people, the the thing that I always find amusing is that people say, you know, my God, starting a business is so risky. And then I'm like, yeah, it is. But isn't having a job risky as well? Like, look at how many people got laid off recently. Like, I think there's a risk in anything. I just think that the risk you take in, in, in business and in entrepreneurship is that like, yeah, maybe you, you're not, you don't have that like constant salary or you have to like sometimes sacrifice some things and it might take time to get the results that you want, but then you can also like advance as much as you want. And you can also like have the freedom to do whatever you want and no one's telling you what to do and you have full creativity. Yeah. Uh, but then with a job, you have that security sort of, but then you also don't have security. So ultimately there's no security. Like life is risky and life is volatile and you have to accept it and you have to prepare for it. Like, you know, saving is a great idea, whether you are employed or you are self-employed, right? Like saving is important. Investing is important. Like having this sort of practices. I don't know why this came up to my, to my mind right now, but I think this idea of risk, like we're going to have to take risks. If you, if you marry someone, you're taking a risk. Yeah. If you have a kid, you're taking a risk. If you don't, I mean, I mean, everything that you do is ultimately a risk. It's like a knife with two sides. Like some things might not work out and that's life. And that's the, I guess the scary part of life and also the beauty of it, because you never know what can come up out of that decision. But sometimes you have to to risk it for the biscuit, you know, this phrase. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think so. And I just, yeah, you're like, at the end of the day, we're in control of our reality, even though it doesn't seem like it, but we are. So I think maybe from now on, we should pay more attention to what we say, what we do, what we think, because, you know, all of these are reflected in our lives. Yeah. So I think ultimately, it's just, I agree. do what you want to do. I mean, yes, it's scary. Do what you want to do. I think this is a great ending to yes. our lovely episode today, the most rambly, random episode, but we really hope you enjoyed it because... We didn't plan this one. So we just wanted to talk freely about things that we're passionate about and yeah, Christmas and school stories. But yes. you know, I hope I hope you found it amusing and you don't think we're weird. But if you think we're weird, you it's okay. The courage to be disliked. <laughs> we have the courage to be disliked. So I think we're weird. We're fine with it. You know, I mean I know I'm weird. I'm, I'm fine with it. And I'm trying to be weird because I don't want to be like any everyone else. True. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So see you next time, guys. Have the greatest week ever. And remember that everything's going to be okay. If you're going through something, everything's going to be okay. It will. Yes. Bye. Bye.